Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday, the 15th of April. Lots to get to here in the Tampa market. Of course, the Rays' hottest team in baseball. 13-0 going into the weekend. We have the Lightning finishing on a strong note, getting ready for the playoffs up in Toronto. And, of course, the NBA playoffs. 877-448-7901 is the number. And JimmyBSports.com will allow you to email the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865 800-291-2865 800-291-2865 That's 800-291-2865 now, now, back to the show Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show On Power 90.1 Welcome back sports fans Hopefully everyone's weekend is off to a great start Maybe you got to see the Taylor Swift concert Last night or the night before today I heard that's a great show. Can't say I'm a Taylor Swift fan, but I am a Rays fan and I am a Lightning fan. So let's talk about those two teams right now. The Rays, 13 straight wins to begin the season. Of course, you go to opening day, all the expectations are high, hoping for some good things for the season. You go out there, you win the first game in a sellout crowd, everyone's happy. People are saying if you don't win the first one, you can't win them all with tongue-in-cheek, obviously. 162 games, long season. You go out there, win the next one, win the series, ultimately win the next series, rinse and repeat, win the third series. All of a sudden, you're 13-0 and after beating the Red Sox, who, by the way, the same Red Sox team that we have beaten 13 times in a row at the top, so they don't want to come here and play us right now or anybody else. We're having fun. When you go out there and you see a team having a kind of success that the Rays are having right now, you have to break it down and ask yourself, what are they doing different now than they were no, last year in, in the playoffs for that matter? Well, you're going to have some naysayers saying, well, the quality of the teams that we've played so far haven't been stellar. And, you know, let me just say this. Every team in Major League Baseball is capable of beating any other team. It happens all the time. So I may buy that for one or two games. But overall, nah. When you're doing... When you're setting records, which we have almost every record in baseball right now, whether it's you know home runs, I think we have um, 32 home runs in the first 13 games. Uh, whatever, whatever you want to look at, we can go down the line. We have 101 runs compared to the other teams, 30 runs. We're averaging. Listen to this: the Rays. That's right, the Rays are averaging 7.7. 
runs per game compared to the opponents that we're playing only averaging two. So you can do the math from there, but 7.7 runs per game is amazing. It leads the majors by, uh, by far. Uh, we had 101 runs. Second were the Dodgers at 79 runs. To give you perspective, the Red Sox were third at 71. They came in here and couldn't do anything uh, against us. And so you look at the, the Rays and you say, well, okay, what's going on? You know, I can see maybe a couple games. You get a few breaks here and there. But what's going on through the 13 games? Well, I'm going to tell you what's going on. Number one, everyone is stepping up that's wearing a Rays uniform right now. So if you're out there and you're wearing a Rays jersey, you're being unselfish. You're checking your ego at the door. There's no complaining in the locker room or anywhere else on the field. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm the first one that always jumps on uh, the Rays, some management sometimes with Cash, the way that he... Uh, manages the players as far as pulling some starting pitchers, which I'm never going to agree with that, no matter what the success is. But there is great success right now. And now hats off to Cash because what he does so well is that he gets everyone in that dugout on the that's eligible to play in that game for that day ready to play. You never know when he's going to call your number and you know, whether you're a relief pitcher, whether you're going to come in and pitch hit for someone, uh, it doesn't matter. So everyone on that team is ready to go in every game. And what it's doing so far in the first 13 games, of course, when you win, it takes care of a lot of problems, obviously. But they're creating a, a winning culture right now. They're buying into their roles. They're filling in whenever they need to. Uh, and like I said, the culture of winning a game, whether we're you know, down by one, up by four, whatever it may be, we're out there and we're playing with the confidence that I've never seen this team play with before. Now we're going to have a tough series going into Toronto this weekend. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, so, no, is there cause for concern for anything right now? No, let's enjoy the success that we're having through the first 13 games. Ten of them have been home games. I'm going to throw this out. This is one of the most remarkable stats to me, is that the Rays have not had one at-bat in the bottom of the ninth inning in the first 13 games. Not one bat in the bottom of the ninth inning, at all. We have been crushing teams. Like I said, we're averaging almost eight runs a game. And that's something that, you know, they're happy out there. They're playing loose. They're giving an example in the game on Thursday. Down by a run, I believe it was, Margot was pinch hitting. Didn't start the game. He comes in. Cash pitch hits him with two outs and the bases loaded. All right, so what does Marco do? He lays down a bunt. Yes, a bunt. The Rays don't bunt. Most teams in the Major League Baseball don't bunt anymore, but the Rays never bunt. No matter the situation, there was absolutely no small ball associated with the Rays at all in the last, I don't know, eight years that I've been following them here. So what's going on? He goes up there, lays down a perfect bunt, and gets to first base, scores a run, and Cash didn't call that play. 
but he had the confidence Margot had the green light for whatever he wanted to do. I don't know how many managers give their players a green light, but maybe when you're 12 and all going into your 13th game, maybe you give the players a little bit of a uh, some leadway in doing what they're doing. But anyway, those are just some of the. No, Brandon Lowe, he, was, he had four home runs in the first four games, and they took him out. They sat him. <laughs> so, again, everyone on that team is ready to play at a moment's notice to get in, which really makes a difference. This team, everyone has each other's back. Uh, there are 22,000 fans in the stands on Thursday for the game against the Sox where they swept them. And I'm going to say this. No one's been uh, tougher on Stu Sternberg than uh, myself on what he's doing with the team and or not doing with the team. And that's aside from the stadium issue, but just the way that they've marketed this team and, and what they've been doing with the payroll. But let me say this to, to uh, the owner, the majority owner, Sternberg. Congratulations on finding a way to fill the stands. We're averaging... Uh, about 18,000 fans a game through the first 13 games. Uh, 22,000 fans there on Thursday, like I mentioned. What do you think that does to the players? We mentioned in last week's show that when the fans aren't out there, the players, they have to see what's going on. And they're not playing up to their potential as when the fans are out there cheering them on every inning. And yeah, when you have the Red Sox in town or maybe the Yankees, of course, there's some other fans there as well from the opposing team. That's all right. Let's just fill the place up and and do what we're doing. Um, You have a team right now that is doing everything right, whether it's getting the fans to the game, which I think is a big reason why we've been able to win 13 straight games so far. Um, Ten of those games have been home. Everyone is stepping up. Everyone's filling in. Everyone's buying into the culture, like I mentioned. And what this team is doing, don't forget, we're right now, if we weren't 13 and all, say we're, I don't know, seven and six, there'd be a whole different story because we just had another issue with a pitcher, Springs. He's getting x-rays. Um, he's probably not going to, he's probably going to go to the IL. So you have Glass now that's already out. You have Eflin who's out with, it's a back injury. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing major from what I've understood. So um, probably just a short 14 day, but you have Springs. So there's three out of the top five pitchers, a starting rotation on this team. The only two active starters that we have right now are McClanahan and Rasmussen. So there would be some cause for concern if the team wasn't doing what they're doing. Winning, obviously, takes away a lot of concerns no matter what's going on. So, you know, can we overcome the pitching injuries? I think that the Rays have a better chance of overcoming and offsetting pitching injuries than we do lineup injuries. I think that the, um, the, the Rays are loaded with pitchers, and when we do get Glasnow back, uh, I think it's going to obviously help that much more. But for right now, we do have that concern, but we're going to put that to the side because what we're doing right now, we're pretty much writing history because only two other teams have won the first 13 games. I believe it was the uh, 1982 Atlanta Braves and the 87 
Milwaukee Brewers that have won the first 13 games of the season. The only the only longer opening streak was 20-0 by the 1884 St. Louis Maroons of the Union Association, if you want to split hairs and go back that way. But the Rays have won all but two of the games by four more runs, like we mentioned, and have outscored opponents by that 101-30 to 30 mark, with the most runs in the big leagues and the fewest allowed. So, your Rays have scored more runs than any team in Major League Baseball, and we have allowed the fewest runs in Major League Baseball. So when you're out there and you're having fun and you're on a roll, just go with it because everything isn't going to be that way the whole season. You're going to have your ebbs and flows and ups and downs, but playing in front of a... Oh, 21,000 fans, 18,000 fans for the last two and a half weeks when they're home really makes a difference. So congratulations to the Rays on their achievement. I want to know what you think is the best part of what's going on so far with the Rays. What are you the happiest about seeing what the Rays have done through the first 13 games? Is it the, Are you more surprised with the uh, production from the plate? Are you more surprised with the pitchers that have come in? Look at what Kevin Kelly, he came in and, and had a, a great game. You had Bristol coming up and picking up the, the save the other day. Who are these people? These are names that you really haven't heard of that are going out there. And again, they're buying into the system and they're ready to go out there and help. And the, the team scoring the runs, backing these pitchers up. How many times did you see McClanahan last year lose a game? Two to one. One nothing, maybe. Too many times. The guy had no production behind him more times than I care to remember. So... That's all news. Let's keep the momentum going. Of course, momentum goes both ways. Right now, it's going in our favor. We'll be right back to keep the show going. If you want to check in, JimmyBSports.com or 877-448-7901. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Pickleball, the fastest growing sport in America. Do you play? Are you looking to transform your game? Well, now it's easier and more fun than ever to take your game to the next level. Introducing the Ernie, the most advanced pickleball training machine in the world. Ernie holds an industry-leading 150 pickleballs, shoots from 10 miles per hour for dinking drills all the way to an amazing 65 miles per hour to work on handling those drives. Ernie is controlled by your smartphone, has 24 pre-programmed drills, and you can even customize your own drill shot sequences. The future of pickleball training is here and the ernie team will be hosting demos on this groundbreaking machine all over the state of florida through the month of april want to test it out go to erniepickleballmachine.com for more information that's www.erneepickleballmachine.com and give them a shout to check out this game-changing machine in person train win repeat with ernie this week's Pro Pickleball Tip is brought to you by VST Technologies, as well as by Lee Whitwell, professional pickleball player. Hi, everyone. Pro pickleball player Lee Whitwell here with a tip of the day for you. Always remember when you're on the court to let that ball come to you. Hit, hit Your contact point needs to be a little bit closer to your body. Then, especially for us to transition from tennis, the tendency is to hit that ball further out in front. You want to hit the ball closer to your body, it'll give you more time, more options, and more opportunities to do things with the ball.
Can't wait to talk to you all soon. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Lightning fans. The regular season is over. How do you think we finished? Are you happy with the way we finished? A lot of the emails from the last show were saying that there's something wrong with the Lightning. They don't look themselves. They don't remember them seeing this flat. Is it the coaching? Are the players just getting older? Something's wrong with Hedman. Vasilevsky's off. On and on and on. And, you know, there could be something said for maybe some of those comments but overall it's been a long season and I think once the Lightning knew that they were going to be in the playoffs they went into some type of mode where winning every game wasn't as important but what they did against Detroit on Thursday evening a 5-0 win to end the season it gave us the confidence as fans as well as to them that yes they are ready for the playoffs so bring on Toronto it was nice to see Point go out there and not only get his 50th goal but to get his 51st goal as well the way it stands right now they're going to be up there in Toronto for the first two games it looks like um, Tuesday and Thursday of next week is when it starts and then they'll be home uh, on the weekend I'm hearing some chatter that it might be Saturday and Sunday back-to-back games not quite sure about that but nonetheless we are going to play some hockey we are going to start up there in Canada and I for one am ready for the playoffs to start I think that when you look at what we have going into the playoffs you know you have a team that has been there before said it so many times they know what it takes to win the chip they know the sacrifices that it takes they know the type of performance both offensively defensively as well as in the net that it takes you have to have a hot goalie and you know we may not have the hardest goalie in the world but we do have I think the best goalie in the world in Vasilevsky so when we go up there no you have a uh, from a, a team perspective with Captain Steven Stamkos and Kucherov leading the way uh, we mentioned Braden Point who we just so sorely missed in last year's Stanley Cup so I, I believe that when you have those three guys along with Vasilevsky Sergachev right now doing well on the blue line and who's harder than Alex Kalorn right now so you put all those guys into the mix and I think that even though we're not the quote-unquote favorites to win the series, I definitely like our chances as we go up there to uh, Toronto and um, get ready for that series. Because if you look, if you look at um, Toronto, who they have, they have a team that you know you have to ask yourself: the supposedly the, the better team out of the two with the, the point spread and everything, the regular season record. But they blew the series last year against the Lightning in the first, uh, I think it was the first round of the playoffs as well. So those guys, they have some stars on their team, no doubt. Austin Matthews, uh, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Tavares there, <coughs> Riley on defense. And, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, obviously, he's got 56 points in 64 career postseason games. So, and unless he's banged up more than we know, Samsonov's going to be the 
person between the pipes for the Leafs. So we're going to see. Uh, it's going to be a tough series. Is it going to go um, four games for e- either team? No way. This is this one's going six or seven. If it doesn't, I'd be very surprised. So I think that when you look at what the Bolts have done all year long, their record indicates that they did what they had to do to get to the playoffs. Would we have liked home ice? That was a question that came up, and a lot of people say uh, would much rather have home ice, especially if we think it's going to go six or seven games. I can understand that. And the other people are saying I'd rather play the first couple on the road. The Lightning do good at stealing the first one of the first two games. And then it gives them the home ice advantage. And I can see that as well. So, uh, you know, looking at some of the emails I received and whatnot, I think it's pretty much split 50-50 as far as that goes. So, you know, whether you like it or not, we're going to be up there for the first two games. Playoff hockey is here. And I guess the question is going to be, Who's going to be able to weather the storm and get to the Stanley Cup Finals? Everyone is saying, obviously, the Boston Bruins are the favorite. They broke all kinds of records this year. Their team is loaded. You have Pasternak at 61 goals. Brad Marchand is just a, a beast, especially in the playoffs. Bergeron, he's amazing in all facets of the game. Uh, who else do you have out there? I guess you have uh, DeBrusque, Krejcik a little bit out there. So they have a great team. Are they going to be able to withstand all the pressure that comes with winning, uh, having the most goals in the season, the most wins in the season? Can you uh, stand up to that? Not many teams. If you remember, the the Lightning had that issue a couple of years ago, and we won all the uh, the points for the season, and I guess the President's Cup, and then we lost in the playoffs. So you have to play the games. They'll be playing the Florida Panthers, and I think that it would be it would be a um, a miracle if the Panthers would beat the Bruins. But uh, hopefully, they give them a good a good series and, and get them tired out a little bit. Uh, you can break down some other. We're going to break down the West next time. But you do have the Rangers and the Devils playing. This is a series that now aside from watching the Lightning, obviously, this is a series that is really interesting to me. I think it's going to be a heck of a series. Um, you don't have to worry about the days off for traveling since it's right down the road from each other. Uh, you know, you look at Zubinijad and Panarin up front. You have Fox there for the Rangers. Uh, Kreider, Shesterkin is going to probably, obviously, play every game in the net. He was the uh, Vizina winner, even though Vasilevsky, you could give it to him every year, but you know, they want to give it to Shesterkin. That's fine. We'll see you in the playoffs. Um, Anyway, another one is the Carolina and the Islanders. I think that series is um, it's going to be a low-scoring game, in my opinion, for that one. So great times coming up for hockey fans in the next couple, uh, what, month and a half here. So get your skates laced up, ready to go. Shoot me an email. Let me know what you think the Lightning need to do to be able to to win the first series. I don't want to talk about anything past the first series. I don't want to talk about people asking me about the Rangers. Are you going to be able to match up well against the Rangers in the 
potential second or third round. I'm worried about winning four games against a team which is pretty much um, their whole their whole city. If you you know follow the hockey, Toronto is all about hockey and. They have been disappointed so many times, and every year they think it's their year, and they are definitely stoked for this series against the Lightning. So as Lightning fans, we need to meet them and make sure that um, head-on we show them that we are the defending Eastern Conference champions. We go out there and play like the champions that we are. 877-448-7901. Again, let me know your thoughts, what we need to do. What's the blueprint? The Bolts have the blueprint to win everything. Now it's a matter of execution. We'll be right back. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, NBA fans. The playoffs start today after a long basketball season. You're going to have eight teams from the East battle it out, and you have eight teams from the West battling it out to see who gets to the NBA Finals. Before I look at some of the teams and break them down for everyone, I want to uh, get this off my chest about the Dallas Mavericks. If you're following the games um, back... April 7th, uh, they're playing for a chance to get into the playoffs. They had a win. The Dallas Mavericks had to win a, um, a game and maybe have help from one other team to be able to get into the play-in where the ninth team plays the 10th team, so on and so forth. Well, what happened is that Mark Cuban and that team ownership decided to sit or what they say, rested their players in that game. Um, and the players were Kyrie Irving, who they picked up during the season to be able to make the playoffs. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green, Christian Wood, Maxi Kleber, and Luka Doncic, their all-star player. He played for the first 12 minutes and 35 seconds before leaving the game. The other players I just mentioned did not even suit up for the game. So they've been fined $750,000 by the NBA for conduct detrimental to the league after an investigation into their decision to sit those players. So I had mentioned that on a post not too long ago and got some replies to it. And there wasn't one person that said, I think that was the right thing to do for the team to be able to you know, save uh, their chances for the lottery pick. Uh, you know, they owe a top 10 protected pick to the Knicks. 
as a final payment for that Porzingis trade that they made in 2019. So that loss to the Bulls on the 7th broke a tie between the two teams for the 10th best odds in the lottery draft. So basically, the Mavericks protected their odds with that 138-117 loss to the San Antonio Spurs uh, with none of those players played. So my question is to all of you one out there listening, do you think that a $700,000 fine is sufficient for a team to just pretty much tell their fans, you know what, we don't care about winning. I know you're going to cheer for us, but too bad. We're going to try to just do what we have to to go forward. So I guess the way it says, before the game, Coach Jason Kidd cited an organizational decision, attributing it to the Mavs owner, Mark Cuban, and general manager, Nico Harrison. So they made a decision, as they call it, an organizational decision to basically quit so you can call all these because I didn't see one player that I mentioned there whether it be Doncic who happens to be my favorite player in the whole league uh, Irving where it seems to be wherever this guy ends up trouble pretty much follows him for one reason or the other and he just may be the most talented player in the NBA when he wants to play if he decides to play but my point is I didn't hear one of these players step up and say, you know what, I think it's wrong. I wanted to go back there and suit up and play, but they wouldn't let me. Not one of them had the fortitude, for lack of a better word right now, to go out there and say to someone, let's, no, let's not do that. Let's not not go out there and quit and not play. Let's go out there and win this game and get into the playoffs. That's what we're here for. We're trying to win a championship, and that's what our fans want to see. If you remember, Cuban was fined 600000 back in 2018 for uh, admitting that the Mavs were tanking. So that's only, what, five years ago. Uh, I remember he talked on Irving's podcast that he had taken the veteran team players out to dinner and explained to them that, quote, losing is our best option, unquote. (coughs) Excuse me. I got news for you, Mark Cuban. Losing is not the team's best option. If you had that type of mentality, losing, you would have been able to make all the money that you made and be able to buy the team in the first place. So losing is never the best, the team's best option. And I totally disagree with what you did. And quite honestly, I wish that the NBA would make it a policy where if a team does that, it's just not detrimental to their fans. It's detrimental to the league. And it's basically should be punished with at least a two-year period of not being able to make the playoffs. That's what I'm going to go on record as saying. So, um, all right, I got that off my chest. Like I said, the playoffs start today. Uh, Yes, LeBron is back in the playoffs. Of course, he's out there with the uh, Lakers. On the eastern side of things, you have the Bucks. They're the number one seed, and they're going to be playing 
on Sunday, the winner of the play-in game for the eighth seed. So Milwaukee's going to win that series. The second one is you have the Celtics and the Hawks. The Celtics are a two-seed. Atlanta won one of their play-in games. They are a seven-seed. Those two teams are going to square off starting today. And I, I think that if you look at what Boston has, Boston should be able to win this series, I'm going to say, in five games. The first two are up in Boston. And the way that the uh, first round goes, it is a seven-game series, and it goes 2-2-1-1-1 as necessary. So I'm going with Boston in five games in that series. Next series is the Sixers at Brooklyn. Brooklyn, who Irving walked away from one of the trade. Kevin Durant walked away one of the trade. Well, they're playing the Sixers. The Nets are a sixth seed. Uh, they'll be playing today at 1 o'clock in Philly. A game today, a game Monday. Then they travel to Brooklyn for two on Thursday and next Saturday. I really feel that Joel Embiid should be the MVP of the season this year. I thought he had a chance of being the MVP last year. I really think that um, he demonstrated that he is the most valuable player uh, and he should be able to lead his team, the Sixers, that is, to a victory in the series over Brooklyn. I'm going to say the Sixers in five games as well coming out of that series unscathed. And then you have Cleveland at the Knicks. This is going to be a very good series, I think. Um, you have the Knicks are a five seed. Uh, I give them the edge here. I just feel that with you know, Randall, if he's healthy, able to play, I think they have the upper leg. And uh, the first two games will be in Cleveland. The first one is today at 6 o'clock. Then they'll go Tuesday and then next Friday and Sunday um, back in New York. So I think that should be an interesting series. Looking forward to seeing that one. If you look out in the West, you have the number one seed, Denver. They'll be playing the play-in winner of either the Timberwolves. Uh, I believe it's going to be the Timberwolves or the Thunder. And that's going to, the first game is going to be tomorrow at um, late one, 10.30 at night. You have Memphis as a two-seed playing the Lakers. I was hoping the Lakers wouldn't make the playoffs. Quite frankly, I'm tired of uh, hearing about LeBron. He's hurt. All of a sudden, he's not hurt. Um, again, he's someone that I wish would just you know, say, let's had a great season, had a great career. And I'm going to wrap it up, hang up the sneakers. He just won't do that. I hope the Grizzlies beat the Lakers. I think they actually will. I think it's going to go six games, though. I don't think the Lakers will lay down. Anthony Davis is good. They're going to have a good series in this one. But I do think that Memphis ultimately wins. Sacramento and Golden State. Golden State's a sixth seed. Why do I feel as though they're going to beat the Sacramento Kings, who are a three seed? Is it because of Curry out there? Just can't count that guy out. You know, you have Clay shooting those threes. Probably the best shooting backcourt I've ever seen in my life with those two guys when they get heated up. So um, I hate to say it, but I do think that Golden State's going to win that series. And then you have Phoenix and the Clippers. Durant went to Phoenix, as you know. That opens up tomorrow at 8 o'clock at night. First two in Phoenix. Clippers are a 5C. Should be a good series. I think that um, the Clippers, although favored to um, 
lose in the series. I think they're going to actually beat Phoenix for some reason. Not sure why I feel that way, but I just think that it's their year to win that one. So it should be a great NBA. It's always fun to watch the playoffs. You know, the regular season, you know, say what you will. The players, do they... Um, do some player maintenance by not playing in a game here or there. A game here or there, Cuban, not to get into the playoffs. So, I mean, during the season, you see a lot of teams resting a player maybe for a game midway through the season, not at the end. But come playoff time, those guys want to go out there and they want to win. And I think that you're going to see some uh, good NBA action out there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, the number here again, 877-448-7901. Uh, as always, guys, we ran out of time. So much more to talk about. One of the things that we're going to be talking about is the fastest growing sport in the country these days. Any idea what it is? It's pickleball. And a lot of people say, well, what's pickleball? In the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some segments. We actually have the... Um, a friend of the show, professional pickleball player Lee Whitwell. She's going to be able to come on the show and explain and take some questions about what pickleball is, why it's the fastest growing sport in the country right now. Uh, you have athletes buying teams, buying leagues, like Tom Brady, etc. If you watched a couple weeks ago down there in Miami when they had the tennis greats, they had McEnroe and Chang uh, playing. Uh, it was pretty interesting. So pickleball is the fastest growing sport. A lot of people have expressed interest in knowing more about it. And we're going to be able to take some questions and, and answer those um, concerns that you may have about what you need to do to get yourself in shape. Because let me tell you, it is a sport that it may you may think it's for old people. That's what I first thought. But as you uh, start to play and get into it more, you better be able to stretch and do what you need to because there is some quick moves and uh, you need to be able to make sure that you don't injure yourself along the way. Uh, a lot of orthopedic surgeons love people playing pickleball. I'll just throw out that for now. So we do look forward to having Lee on the show. And hopefully um, it's going to be a very interesting and learning experience for everyone here. The show is growing leaps and bounds every month. Appreciate everyone's support. Please shoot me an email on your thoughts and responses to the Rays, the Lightning, the NBA playoffs, and anything else. Thanks for listening. You've been in the gymnasium. We'll talk to you next week. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Talk to you next time. 